On this episode of Intent Topics, we have special guest Jonathan Monk of Smoking Hot Solutions. John will be speaking about his experiences consulting on strategy, marketing, and design in the cannabis industry. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Intent Topics today. Today, we are back in the cannabis space. Uh, we have Jonathan Monk from Smoking Hot Solutions with us today. John, excited to have you on the show. Tell us what you are doing now and how you got there. Thanks for having me, Logan. I uh, appreciate it, guys. Um, so Smoking Hot Solutions was founded 10 years ago by my business partner, um, I came on about six years ago. You know, at, at that time, the cannabis industry was completely different than, you know, how it looks today. Uh, we operate out of Philadelphia, so we're on the East Coast. You know, there was no legal cannabis spaces here at the time. And really out West, it was it was still pretty medical. Um, there wasn't an influx of capital. There wasn't a lot of, you know, ancillary businesses involved. Um, so for us, you know, we were in it in the beginning, you know, and we're still in it now. So I think over... Over 10 years, you know, what we've done um, and how we've changed has, has changed as well as the cannabis industry has. So while we started mostly as a digital marketing company doing, you know, running social campaigns or, or SEO campaigns or web design or, or things like that for clients in the cannabis industry, you know, we're now we're now we have a, a three pronged approach, we like to call it with every project. So. We lead through three pillar service areas, which are strategy, marketing, and design. So marketing and advertising, they're a little bit different, but we kind of group them together. So, you know, while we started with, you know, traditional, you know, digital campaigns, we're now doing, um, you know, writing dispensary applications. We're doing state-by-state expansion for dispensaries, for growers. Um, we work with, you know, we launch a lot of products. We develop go-to-market strategies, um, you know, general marketing plans and marketing strategies for consumer product brands or, or dispensaries or, or things like that. And then, you know, we now have a full design team as well. So we're, we're designing, you know, advertising campaigns, whether that's billboards, magazines, um, you know, anything digital, uh, you know, we have a photography and videography team now. So we, we've just grown a lot from starting at my partner's dining room table to how now having a team of, you know, 13 people here with various different skill sets and, kind of a, a unique take on the industry. You know, there, there's, there's some other companies, you know, that are doing similar things to us, but, you know, there's like cannabis branding companies or cannabis PR companies, but we haven't really seen anyone. And I think this is what makes us unique is take our consulting first approach um, mm-hmm. where we can come in and we can help with strategy, but we can also help with, you know, marketing and we can do all of your design and anything else we have kind of like, unique partners for so yeah um, i love that i love yeah. that uh, so. one of the things that uh you said that was interesting is and and this is kind of how i've always seen marketing from my background is you know how you present yourself to the world you know in your marketing and your advertising needs to map all the way back into the back room so it sounds like you guys have taken that a step further and said all right there's a legal component that's very important in the cannabis industry now, are you mapping that sort of legal consulting component to like, this is now, how are we, you know, with the expansion, how are we doing marketing, all that kind of stuff? Is it So you're very holistic in that sense, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think I think you have to be with any approach, right? I think that's, that's kind of the best way to do it. It makes sense. So. Very cool. 
Very yeah. cool. So, so what got you into the industry? Let's get the background out. So what got you into the industry what, and what, what kind of excites you about it? So prior to, you know, being into the industry, you know, with Smoking Hot Solutions, um, I, I had a electronic music concerts company. So I was booking kind of large international touring DJs and putting on shows um, around the United States and in Canada. So I did that for about four years. And then I sold the business to my business partner, um, you know, my part of the business. And then I got into the cannabis industry. So I met, I met Claudia. Um, it was, you know, who's my business partner now for smoking hot. And it was the synergies were there and the industry excited me. It was so new, it was so fresh, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it still feels that way seven years later, right. It still very much feels fresh and new and um, exciting. You know, it's constant. The landscape of, of everything is constantly changing. And yeah. you even look at the, the CBD industry in particular. Yeah. So we yeah, you must've seen, you must've seen a lot of companies in uh, trying to do what you were already doing kind of, arrive out of nowhere, huh? A lot of yeah, that. So, I mean, to be honest, a lot of companies will come to us after working with other people who, who say they have a, a marketing firm, you know, within the industry, but it just doesn't work out. So we get a lot of that. Mm-hmm. We got, you know, people just being like, Hey, we've done it before, but you know, it didn't, didn't work, work out, out with their company. Why are you guys different? And you know, and yeah. real, why we're different and we show them and stuff. So, so not necessarily, it's probably become more competitive, but it's also allowed you to show your stripes. Right. And, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah I think, cool. you know, and something I like to to tell a lot of these because there's a lot of CBD companies now popping up, you know, both from mm-hmm. white labeling is pretty popular. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to have a tincture company or an oil co- or, you know, I mean, there's just mm-hmm. so many of them that approach us on a daily and a weekly basis that we have to we have to really, you know, nail down to them that you have to differentiate differentiate yourself in the CBD market because. Everyone's trying to do the same thing. And we can tell you because we see it, you know, people are coming to us asking for branding for a CBD company, but what's going to be different, right? You know, full spectrum uh, organic isn't a differentiator now, you know, everyone's doing it. So your product offering has to be, has to be really different. And I think that that's, that's been interesting and fun for us because Mm -hmm. we've had the ability to work with some, you know, really cool, really creative, uh, fun CBD companies who have unique product offerings and, you Mm -hmm. know, we're helping them stand out for that reason. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. We actually have a, uh, we have a client in the, uh, pet space, their branding agency. And a lot of the messaging for them is, is around, you know, brand parity in the, in the pet industry. Right. So you kind of see that in CBD, right? There is definitely this like look and feel <laughs> that you see. It's mm-hmm. like, Oh, another one, another CBD brand that looks the same. You know, you, you see a lot of that. Um, exactly. So, yeah. I, um, there's a kind of a side project that I'm working on. Um, I'm opening, we're starting with, with Philadelphia, obviously, cause we're here, but we're going to be opening a, a CBD store, CBD retail store in the city. Um, and yeah. then we're going to scale the model. So I'm doing it with a couple of our dispensary clients, uh, who are now part of mine in this kind of CBD initiative, but kind of the unique take that we've done just kind of running a creative agency. And what I've learned is, is that we're heavily curating, you know, the product offerings that we have, right? Because mm-hmm. the branding is so important. I don't think there's any real brand loyalty within the CBD right. or cannabis market yet. I mean, there's some of right. it, but really people are going to walk into the CBD store and they're going to buy the product that looks to them is looks the best. Right. And also yeah. is at a, you know, a fair competitive price. So yeah. I, think, I think the products, you know, having, having a heavily curated store is going to help, you know, sell those brands. And that's, that's what we yeah. tell 
tell the companies we work with. It's just branding is, is really important. Yeah. So that's funny. I was just about to ask you uh, if you were given, you know, an investment, what would you, what would you build for a company in the space? And that answers that. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, sweet. So um, talk to us about um, this, this concept of how busy everyone is in the space and regulations changing and, and, um, you know, everyone's between growth and regulation change and just the rush, like what's your experience of, of, uh, kind of observing this and how are you managing that with, with your clients? Yeah. So, you know, that's something that we experience firsthand and there's kind of two, two topics I'll touch on about this. So, um, and they both have to kind of relate to a dispensary. So, so one being working with various different department of health in, in different states. Mm-hmm. So the regulations or what they enforce or what they don't enforce constantly changes, right? So, right. so when you're filling out a dispensary application, like right now we're doing, we're doing dispensary applications for New Jersey and Missouri because they're coming online. So mm-hmm. once the dispensary applications you know, released, you have one month to fill it out and send it back. Right. That's not that huh. not a lot of time for a hundred to 150 pages. Right. So you, you right. see a constant scramble of everyone, you know, especially our clients, they're, they're trying to run their current dispensaries, but now they have a month to get this, these other applications in. And it's just like, it's madness. So everyone's running right. around trying to get these done in time. And then oh, in the midst of all that, you have the department of health in the States where you're already open and their, their regulations are constantly changing. So for instance, mm-hmm. when we, we launched um, a couple of dispensaries in Pennsylvania, the regulations sent by the Department of Health were, you know, you couldn't do this, you couldn't do this, you could do this, whatever. Um, and now all those things completely changed a year later, right? You know, we're now doing billboard advertisements. We're now doing um, right. promotions, um, you know. And, and for instance, this is another thing interesting too. So last week, or sorry, last month, um, Pennsylvania Department of Health said you no longer can bring um, anyone into the dispensary with you. So it wasn't always like that, you know, for the first year, that first two years that dispensaries are in operation. So everything's constantly changing. There's so many different pieces involved. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, it's exciting, but it's also a bit stressful. And I think that's why everyone's running around that really. Yeah. Well as, as a business, do you assume any um, liability with, around this regulation kind of consulting? Um. You know, I think we have our proper insurances and things like that, but um, we we do our due diligence. You know, right. we've been doing so it you, a long time, so we. Sorry, guys. So, you, yeah. uh, so you, you just know the regulations down pat as they. Yeah. It all makes sense to you when you read it, and yeah, yeah okay. We we work with a lot of different partner law firms when we're doing the dispenser applications, and anytime we're we're doing any advertising or marketing, we always submit to the Department of Health for approval. Um, so right. this is a lot of, um, you know, a lot of steps involved, but that's mm-hmm. you know. We, by working with us, you know, we, we know all that, that kind of stuff. So we, we try to avoid any, you know, any fines or any wrist slapping or anything like that. We're, we're usually really yeah. careful with what we do. And, um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think we, we don't assume too much liability on that end, but you know, we're, we're, we're covered just like any other company. So. Cool. So well, let, let's go to the, the sort of like the, the changing liability and the changing legalities here. How have you seen that impacting your client's business, you know, uh, for instance, I think anybody in the industry knows like California over the last 12 months has just decimated some, some brands products. Like, you know, they just had to pull it off the shelf. So what, what are some things that you, you have seen and what are some things that, that, or or ideas you have about how to mitigate, 
you know, the, the, the sort of disruption that can happen with these legal changes? Yeah, I think um, it's important to kind of always, you know, mitigate your risk by having different plans in place or, um, you know, having different actions that you, that are things that you can do, um, you know, to kind of counter any revenue loss or any protected revenue loss from, from a change in like a regulation or something like that. You know, it, it's easy to kind of look at it in hindsight and say, oh, we should have done this or we should have done that. But sometimes there is no real way to avoid it, you know, especially in states like, you know, California. Um, yeah. But then other times, you know, the changes, they're not, they're not anything drastic. And, you know, if you have a, a smaller dispensary or smaller dispensary chain, they can be more nimble, which enables us to be no, more nimble. And we just kind of cater or, uh, you know, our, our updated marketing strategy around that. Um, so I think, you know, we touched on this a little bit before, but for us, kind of when we approach every project is since the industry is changing so much, the marketing plan and the approach and the strategy should be changing just as often. So we like to kind of update that and look at that on a quarterly basis based on, you know, any new legalities or legislation or, you know, whatever it may be. So if, if, if we're starting with, with a dispensary and we have X marketing strategy and then all of a sudden edibles become legal and now they can sell edibles, you know, that drastically changes you know, how we're going to market the brands, what products we're going to carry, you know, how many SKUs we're going to have of this, you know, what the pricing is. So, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's constantly changing. It's not just, hey, you open up and then you can do all these different things. You know, I think also another thing, too, in California is, is the the limit put on on certain, you know, sublingual and, and various different edibles with up to 10 milligrams and things like that. So mm-hmm. when you when you have limits like that and you kind of take out a whole clientele. So a clientele that's looking for a larger milligram dosage is no longer going to be able to buy your product. So I think that that has really hurt brands as well. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So talk to us about, you know, when, when we look at like cannabis brands or CBD brands, now I know you probably have a playbook. You don't want to give away the, you know, the farm, but what are some of the things that you've seen as, um, you know, elements of a successful cannabis or CBD brand? Yeah. So I think, um, the important thing is, and and what we try to stay away from is is just looking like everyone else, right? So a good name is really important. A great name is very important. Um, colorways and the way you present it are also very important. I think taking the, taking the required time to develop a brand or a branding guide or a logo or that whole process. I mean, that could take several months, Right. You know, mm-hmm. to do it the right way. Anytime a company yeah. tries to rush it, it's usually it's usually not that great. Um, another thing too, kind of when marketing that brand or marketing these specific products online is that there's a lot of limitations. So with like social media advertising and Google AdWords mm-hmm. in particular. So mm-hmm. those are both really great tools, um, but you unfortunately can't really use them for any companies in our industry. There's a couple workarounds, right. but generally speaking, you know, 95% of the brands are not going to be able to, to advertise through those mediums. So, yeah, and this is what I kind of tell everyone, prospective clients and, and, you know, our team here is that this, this forces us and enables us to be more creative. So we have to be extremely creative with our approach because there's only certain places where you can spend money on advertising, right? Mm-hmm. So you can do it on industry outlets. You can do some billboards, but you can't do radio and TV. Um, you know, so I think ha- having to be really creative to kind of drive that, that inbound and, and drive people's, you know, engagement with your products through like social media or through, you know, any of the various different channels, but that's all built around a strong brand. So having that strong brand and then, you know, working to, to gain people's attention is 
is pretty difficult, but there's, there's certain ways that you can, that you can do it and, and be very successful with it at the same time. That's interesting. Yeah. So, so, so the cannabis industry is creating like a renaissance for, um, the billboard industry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. We love it. It's a, it's a big thing that we do. And I think, um, and this is kind of what I, what I tell everyone too, is in a new market, right. It's to say a, a state just legalizes, um, marijuana so yeah. all of a sudden you're gonna have these influx of, of billboards or certain companies will do at the start and then more will follow but imagine being a driver right you're driving up driving up the highway and you see that you see marijuana for the first time ever in your life on a billboard everyone's yeah. gonna see that and everyone's gonna remember it you know yeah. in california it doesn't have that same impact anymore right right, right. Yeah. So, weed maps weed maps did yeah. that in uh, uh boston <laughs> hardcore yeah yeah, yeah, WeMaps has a has a big campaign right now. They're doing with uh, Clear Channel and a couple other a couple other billboard companies. But especially in new markets, it's just that 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 word marijuana or cannabis that people see for the first time. It's like it's incredible. You know, everyone will talk about it. Everyone will send it to each other. I saw, it's, it's, yeah. I saw a clever ad campaign by Ease. Have you heard of that company Ease? They're like it's like basically yeah. like Uber. Yeah. So they were showing just kind of like regular people. It was like a nurse with a CBD pen or something, right? I thought that was a really clever, but to see that on a billboard, it was just like, wow, just a, a regular person consuming, like this, this is a whole new world, you know? Yeah. I really like that campaign a lot. They, they did, um, there was a couple different ads they ran as part of that campaign. So one of them was like, it's 420 somewhere. Another right. one was uh, <laughs> like pizza delivered, but marijuana or something like that. It was just really creative, really cool, really impactful. And, um, and they accomplished that through just, I don't know if you guys have seen the billboards, but you know, a solid color billboard with some text over it. And, and right. that's really impactful. And I, I firmly believe in, you know, in the effect of how that worked. And I'm sure they saw pretty good return on that. Yeah. And they also had like vehicles with the, um, the, like the, the traveling billboards. I saw those in, uh, I like the taxis. Yeah. yeah. It, it was like a truck. Yeah. Yeah. I love their, I love their, uh, advertising campaigns there. Yeah, so what do you, Oh, sorry. What do you see, like, you know, in social, you know, I've done quite a bit of social advertising, not in the cannabis space, but like, you know, you kind of have a predictable ROI, you know, net of everything in a campaign if you do it right. So what are the kind of returns on investment? Like, what are the economics on a billboard? Yeah. So I think um, anytime that we've ever done kind of a billboard campaign, you know, if say client has $50,000 a month advertising budget, right? So the the award comes in at 10 grand or five grand, whatever it may be. There's so many different things that we're doing within that month. So with any print, it's always going to be harder to to see the ROI than it is on digital. Right. So you you only have the, the the statistics that the advertising companies give giving you like million people pass this a day. Right. So out of those million people, then you, then you start to factor in, okay, if it's a medical market, you know, and, 50,000 people in the state have it, then you're going to have a thousand people a month that are going to pass it in the medical market or whatever, whatever that may be. So you kind of measure it in those terms. Um, and then, you know, if we're doing like print and we're doing that and we're doing digital and we're doing everything at the same time, but then we see like an influx in sales increase, then we know that it's, that it's working. Right. If not, we'll change, we'll change things up. Also, a lot of times, um, especially with our really highly engaged brands, people will let us know when they, when they see, 
um, you know, stuff from us and be like, Oh, I saw your billboard or, Oh, I saw your ad in this magazine or, Oh, I saw your story here. And you know, that, that's, that's, that feedback is really important to us as well. So any of our brands that where the community feels really highly engaged, we get a lot of feedback from them on our, on our advertising. And if it's, if it's working the way that we want it to. Very cool. Interesting. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. I, I never thought of like billboards as being a viable, you know, because I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a millennial, right? So, uh, everybody targets me through, through the internet, you know? So, right. Yeah. So, so cool. So what kind of, what kind of opportunities do you see in the next 12 months in the cannabis space? Like what, what excites you when you, when you come into work or when you're driving home? Yeah. So for us, um, these past, I'll say two years have been the best two years from us. We've seen, you know, more growth over the last two years than we did in our first eight years in, in business. So that's just, that's a testament to, I mean, how far we've come and how we've grown as an agency and what our offering is, but also a testament to the growth of, of the, of the industry, right? I mean, there's so many, so many companies and opportunity and, and really it all stems from the influx of capital. So you just have people, business people that were involved in various different industries are now coming in and looking for investments, right? So coming with that investment are new brands, but also coming along with that is consolidation. So specifically when you look at marijuana cultivators or growers or dispensary chains, I mean, I'm not sure if you guys pay attention to kind of these financial deals that have been going, but they're now in the hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars, some of them, you know, it's not. So it's, it's where, where else can, what other industry can you, can you, can you see that? Right. I mean, there's just so many, so many brands and opportunity and, and, you know, money to be made and successful companies to be had. I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. it's extremely exciting, you know? Yeah. The last time it's, it happened was like the dot com boom, right? It was probably right. the last. Yeah, time yeah. It's also like to me, it's a really unique uh, moment in time. Like it's we're literally watching prohibition end right in front of us, right? And so it's it's like the dot com plus prohibition, right? right. Yeah, and and, and kind of and to go off that, you know, people, especially younger, the young generation, they're going to come up not ever having known that marijuana yeah. was illegal at some point, right? I know. As like my uh, my three year old saw my three year old saw a phone booth like a couple of weeks ago and was like, Dad, what's that? <laughs> I was like, Oh my god, that's yeah. hilarious! Yeah, right. Like that or or you know, when when kids will be like, Oh, you didn't have cell phones? Like, I didn't have a cell phone until I was like sixteen, probably. Yeah, yeah. I was in yeah, college. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah I, showed, I showed somebody a dial tone. I think she was like fourteen, uh, and uh, you know, a dial tone didn't know what it was. Cool. Oh, no way. Yeah. <laughs> like my, my little niece or something. Yeah. It's like, what is that? People don't have phones. Well, that's, that's another reason too. It's like the landlines are gone. It's right. just everything, everything has changed so much, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. So John, what, um, what keeps you up at night in the, in the cannabis space? Um, what what's scares you? So, um, I think, I think some of these companies, um, you know, they're, they're trying to grow too quick or they're trying to become something that maybe they're not. Um, I think the, the valuations kind of from like a stock market end, some of these companies are extremely high. So yeah. I'm, just, I'm, I'm always kind of like constantly, you know, a bit worried about like a bubble or, or what that might look like. Mm-hmm. Right. Does that look like a lot of companies going out of business? You know, people don't need this or people don't need that. I think for, you know, in any kind of like bubble market, you know, if the bubble pops and, you know, the revenues are down or whatever, consulting companies are 
are usually, usually I'll say, um, one of the first ones to go. So for us, that wouldn't be good. Right. Um, you know, it, not that it's not going in that trajectory, but you know, it, it could eventually, you know, the market, the market won't be growing as quickly as it is, but I think mm-hmm. we've, we've done a good job to kind of cement ourselves with some really, really concrete relationships with yeah. big players and starting companies. And so we we're trying to, you know, we mitigate our risk from, from, from our business end as, as best as we can. Sure. Yeah. Well, so, so that, that, um, leads into, so what do you think the next 12 months look like for you guys and, and, and yourself really? Yeah. So I will, um, I'll, te- I'll give you a little teaser about kind of what we're doing internally. So, All right. um, we've spent a lot of time over the past six months, um, developing, uh, an advertising marketing and rebranding campaign for ourselves. So okay. we, we are actually changing our name as a company. So the reason that we did this is we felt that Broken Hot Solutions was proper, proper naming and proper description of kind of our company and, and what we were when we started. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just like with any business or any industry, it's, it's, it's good to sometimes look back and say, what can we do better? How can we change? And I think going through a rebrand, um, which, Hopefully we'll launch kind of first week of September. We're kind of in the late stages here, but it's really important for us because, uh, you know, our offerings have changed and, and the way we sell ourselves has changed and the way we, you know, we're partners with a lot of these, these companies. It's just, we have changed so much, right? We have this mm-hmm. strategy first approach and then we mm-hmm. have our advertising marketing and design departments. So mm-hmm. we, we, we offer so much more behind that too. We do some, we have some banking solutions that we offer. We do some interior design stuff. We do, there's a lot of different things. So, mm-hmm. We're rebranding ourselves as kind of a consulting group more than just a marketing company. We're not just sure. a marketing company. We're not just a branding company. So over the next 12, 12 months, you know, we're going to be launching our new brand, hopefully next month, looks like. And then kind of the marketing and advertising campaign, we're going to run a huge campaign, both from paid advertising and, and digital marketing. Um, oh, cool. that's, that's kind of what the next year is going to, is going to look like for us. Just really, really blowing up our new brand. Um, mm-hmm. and reaching as, as many people as we can. Um, we're just, we're trying to get involved in every state that that's legal, both with um, the plant and the dispensary end. And then we're trying to expand our reach in Canada. So right now we, we have clients in Vancouver, uh, Montreal and Toronto. Yep. And we're trying to expand uh, more there as well. So with wow. this, this rebrand for us and this advertising campaign, hopefully we can attract, you know, that next level of built yeah. those companies that are, doing 10 to 50 million dollars a year you know it'd be great to work with, with a lot more of those so yeah wow sounds like a big project cool yeah it's been, um it's been quite the end of the <laughs> I, I bet yeah you yeah. heard it first yeah, yeah. i can't yeah. wait to see it exactly I, yeah you guys are the first to hear we haven't really we've kept it hush hush so now we're at the final stages so i figured it'd be nice. a good time nice to oh, nice awesome. well since uh since you're releasing uh sensitive information any other parting words before we wrap up <laughs> um yeah, I think, um, you know, for any anyone who's listening and, and wants to get kind of into the cannabis industry, uh, take the jump. You know, that's what I tell everyone. It's so exciting. It's so fun. It's 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 interesting. It's different than, than anything that, you know, I've ever experienced, you know, with any other mm-hmm. industry or any other business. And it's just really cool. So um, I yeah. think, you know, more people should get involved. It's awesome. Yeah, it's an exciting time. It's a once in a lifetime, really. Mm-hmm. Once in cool. a century. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, I think yeah. it was like the, it was like it was like the twenties when when prohibition, you know, came by. Like, 
how trade with you know South America they started sending up. I think it was rum and like a bunch of other things. It's just it kind of it's the same thing, right? You know, alcohol sales boomed. Now marijuana sales are booming. So. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. So. All right. Cool. cool. Well, this wraps up this episode of Intent Topics. I'm Chris Battis. And I'm Logan Kelly. Thank you so much for stopping by. Please give us a follow and a subscribe, as well as give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. if you'd be so kind. We will see you next time. Cool. Thank Take you. Care.